Broadcasting from the ARN Racing Studios in Southern California, a turn for media company, ARN Los Angeles. This is ARN, the American Racing Network, the Motorsports Authority. It might be the dead of winter, but don't look now. Shifting Gears is back for 2022 and beyond. Supercross is this weekend, and some NASCAR sponsor drama is literally happening as we speak with some breaking news. Don't go anywhere. This is Shifting Gears, only on ARN. This is ARN, the American Racing Network. Drivers, start your engine! Get ready, strap in, and hold on. We're getting the green starting right now. It's a pretty basic understanding. I'm always going to speak my mind and I'm not going to hold back. I don't even know how that works. It's an entertainment sport, not a fair sport. You're shifting gears on ARN with Alan Bailey. Back from the dead and ready for a full year of racing in 2022. To be clear, this is not a NASCAR show. This is not an IndyCar show. This is not an F1 Supercross, Motocross, Sprint Car, Local Track, Demo Derby, Monster Truck, Esport, or Drift Show. The point is that we're going to talk about any and all of these forms of motorsports on a weekly basis. These words were spoken by the great and legendary Dave Despain on the first episode of Wind Tunnel back on Speed Channel back in 2003. Who am I, you ask? My name is Alan Bailey. I'm an award-winning journalist and reporter in Los Angeles. My credentials are readily available, and I have almost 15 years' experience reporting on professional motorsports, with the last 10 years at the American Racing Network, or ARN. This is not a copy of Wind Tunnel. Nothing can ever come close to Dave Despain's professionalism, decades of motorsports knowledge, and a passion for this great sport. Dave did inspire me and others to pick up the torch and to create something new. This is Shifting Gears, your weekly home for everything with a motor and your place to vent and let your voice be heard on a weekly basis. I'm going to break things down for you as best as I see them with my decades of motorsports knowledge and insight into what is happening in the garage area of all forms of motorsports. I know some sports better than others. I have more contacts in certain sports than others, and I'm going to break everything down for you as best I can. I want you involved, though, on social media at Bailey is my handle on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name the social media account, I'm on it. You can also use the hashtag ARNRace to get involved in this conversation. And every week, every Wednesday, we will break things down for you here on ARN. You can also subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can log on to AmericanRacingNetwork.com to listen to it directly on there. There will be portions of this spliced up on social media channels to make things a little easier if there's a quick tidbit or something, but for the most part, the full audio podcast will be available here on AmericanRacingNetwork.com every week, and yes, we're going to try to keep the podcasts to around 30 minutes, depending on what's happening in the motorsports community. Now, some weeks, some shows could go longer. Sometimes we'll have a guest, depending on what's happening in the field of motorsports. But more often than not, we will not have a guest in studio or even on the phone or on Zoom or what have you. We will be going to races this season in 2022. There'll be tons of content up on the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Bailey, and there'll be tons of information on AmericanRacingNetwork.com. Now, do I have a connection to motorsports? 
the only real connection I have to motorsports is the fact that I currently work for a racetrack, Orange Show Speedway in San Bernardino, California. That is the only affiliation with any racing organization that I have officially. And you're only going to hear me talk about some of the great racing we have out at Orange Show Speedway. If there's an issue with the Speedway, I'm going to shirk my responsibilities as the track announcer at Orange Show Speedway and tell you what's happening. But frankly... We're just a good group of people working really hard to keep a very old racetrack running, and we've got some cool stuff planned for 2022. I can guarantee you Robert Schneider at some point will be on the program in order to talk about everything that's happening in 2022 and beyond. But for the most part, every show at some point near the beginning will kick off with this week's Hot Topics, so let's get into it. Powered by the American Racing Network. Com, the Motorsports Authority. Supercross returns to Anaheim this Saturday night for the start of the 2022 season, but the season will start without Benny Blossom. Blossom broke an ankle in a testing crash and has already undergone surgery to repair the damage. There is no current timetable for his return to 450, and a replacement rider has not yet been named for the Team Tedder KTM Racing entry. The 36th annual Chili Bowl Nationals will take place in Tulsa, Oklahoma, starting this Monday. NASCAR is well represented with a number of different Cup, Xfinity, and Truck Series drivers in the field, including the 2021 NASCAR Cup Series champ Kyle Larson, who is seeking to claim the Gold Digger Trophy for the third consecutive year. Brandon Brown has signed LB... Brandon Brown has signed LGB coin for the full 2022 NASCAR Xfinity season, but has NASCAR really approved the paint scheme and sponsor? Some reports say yes, some say no. And what's the latest and how did this all start? We're going to break the full thing down, including some breaking news just from late last night. We'll discuss it later in the program. Drew Blickensturfer will return to the pit box with Eric Amarola in 2022. Drew is the defending Daytona 500 winning crew chief and worked with Amarola in 2016 and 2017 at Richard Petty Motorsports. Luke Lambert has signed on to be Noah Gregson's crew chief in the Xfinity Series for 2022. It'll be Gregson's fourth full-time Xfinity Series season, and he also has 11 cup starts on his 2022 schedule. Former NASCAR driver Casey Kane will race the World of Outlaw Sprint Car Series full-time in the number 9 Casey Kane racing car for 2022, joining three-time defending champ Brad Sweet in the two-car team. What are the top 10 motorsports finishes of the 2021 season? Find out right now on youtube.com forward slash Bailey. For these stories and more, log on to AmericanRacingNetwork.com to keep up on the latest motorsports news you need to know. ARN, the Motorsports Authority. Now, I love hot topics. They're great. There's a lot of cool stuff within that that we're going to break down. Uh, like I said, at Hey Alan Bailey, I want you involved. We do have a Discord as well. You can check for that, the link in the description below. And in that Discord, I posed the question this week. It's just starting out, so there's not many members in there, but there are a few loyal members in there, including Quality Graphics, who said uh, this. What are your thoughts on the last lap of the Abu Dhabi race? He also asked a couple more questions. We'll get into those one at a time. Oh, the Abu Dhabi race. Well, quality. Um, honestly, I did not like how 
they just kind of changed the rules mid-race. That was very NASCAR-like of them, uh, so it made me feel very welcome. But I did not appreciate that. I actually liked the fact that they not only brought out the safety car, they needed to bring out that safety car, but they didn't necessarily need to remove the lap-down cars. They wanted that dramatic finish. They wanted these two guys to go head-to-head, and that's what we got. We got a one-lap shootout with the two two of the best drivers in Formula One, two of the best drivers in the world, and they went head-to-head. And yes, Max Verstappen had fresher tires. He had the softs on. Lewis had the old mediums, I believe, on at the time. And obviously, Max was faster. But guess what? Both of these drivers went side-by-side. They honestly put on one heck of a little battle right there and I loved it I know a lot of Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton fans are upset at the chain of events Max Verstappen and Red Bull fans absolutely loved what happened I'm kind of middle of the road honestly I I kind of want to see Lewis Hamilton set more records and truly prove to all the doubters out there that he is one of if not the greatest Formula One driver of all time But at the same time, Max just really put together a really good season. They both put together a really good season. That's why they were tied for the championship going into the final race of the year. Now, just because your guy won or lost, that doesn't mean that I love or hate the decision by officials. I honestly think that they did what was best for the fans because they gave us an incredible finish that we're going to continue to watch and debate and talk about for probably generations to come. Now, what happens in 2022? I don't know. We have a new car coming. I honestly could see... um, Red Bull and Mercedes continuing to go at it and continuing this tight battle, one or the other could pull away or another constructor could really go up there and dominate and pull away and school Mercedes and Red Bull. I don't know. We're just going to have to watch when the season starts in March. And that's what I intend to do. And that's the point. I think that Netflix was watching that finish drooling, just going, yes, yes, yes. Kind of like an evil villain almost um, plotting revenge on something. It was, I can't wait to see Drive to Survive when it drops on Netflix later this uh, spring. But um, I absolutely loved that finish. I really did because it was exciting. It was just absolutely enthralling. And you got to admit, it was a heck of a battle on that last lap. You truly didn't know what was going to happen. Honestly, at one point, I thought, could both of these guys take each other out? And then they finish outside the points and they legitimately tie for the championship. And then we have to go to the rule book to see who wins the title. I think that would have been a really funny way to describe and uh, determine the 2021 Formula One World Championship. But like it or not, Max Verstappen and Red Bull Racing are champions of the world in 2021. And we just have to deal with it. That's that's what it boils down to. Uh, one of the other questions from Quality, do you think Larson can keep up the momentum rolling uh, from 2021? Honestly, yes. This is something that I'm putting out in a video uh, probably next week, actually. Um, But yeah, I think that Larson and in particular Hendrick Motorsports are going to continue their dominance in 2022. You look at every single time we've had a new car introduced into the Cup Series, Hendrick Motorsports have very quickly shown that they have a firm grasp on the car and they go out there and they win. They won the very first COT race. Um, They continue to win races. They won, I think it was 13, 14, 15, 18. I don't know how many races they won last year. It was quite a bit. And you can just see they won 10 races alone with Larson. I think Larson's going to at least contend for 
at least five to, to, to 10 races in 2022. I don't know if he hits the 10 uh, win mark this uh, coming year, but he's definitely going to be a guy who at least wins three to five races, I want to say, in 2022. And you could play this back at the end of 2022, and maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe he didn't win a single race. I don't know. The point is, is we have to watch. But history and logic dictates to me that Kyle Larson and Hendrick Motorsports will continue their domination in the Cup Series. Are they going to go out there and win every single week? God, I hope not. But it could happen. We're just ultimately going to have to continue to watch because that's what racing is. Continuing to watch and seeing what happens. It's why we race. Um, Do you think Jimmy Johnson will perform better this year than 2021? Honestly, I I do. Um, Not because, oh, there's a secret weapon, ooh, or not because he's racing in uh, IndyCar full-time this year in 2022. Um, I think it's simply because the more seat time you have in any vehicle, the better you get. And Jimmy Johnson is a legend in NASCAR. There's no question about it. You cannot question his driving ability. He can win, not in anything. He's not a Tony Stewart or a Kyle Larson right at the moment, but... He's a guy who can definitely go out there and learn the car. He's unlearning 25, 30 years of racing in NASCAR. You have to remember that. And he's learning a new car. He's learning the lingo. He's learning a a new team. It's his rookie year. Did he have the best rookie year? No. Did he have the worst rookie year? No. He had a respectable rookie year, in my opinion. I think he will get better uh, in 2022. Does that mean he's going to compete for the championship? I don't believe so, but I think he'll probably be around 5th, 6th, 7th in the driver's standings by the end of the season. Um, I think he's a guy who will definitely compete for a win here or there. Whether or not he gets that win in 2022 in IndyCar, I don't know. He is racing in the Indianapolis 500 in 2022. Um, That is a huge bucket list uh, for him. Can he win that race? Honestly, he has a shot because when you work with a team for a full season, when you are up, when you're in the car for a full season, you have a shot because that is not a bad organization he's with. That is an organization that knows how to win races, knows how to win championships, and knows how to win the Indy 500. Does that mean he's going to win it because he's in a car with all these capabilities? No, but it means that he has a heck of a better shot than guys who are not in that car. And he's in one of the top cars in the field, admittingly. He is one of the top drivers, I think, in the field. Not the top driver, but one of them. I honestly think he does have a decent shot at the Indy 500. He's a guy that you definitely have to keep an eye on. And maybe he goes out there and whacks the wall early in the race and he's done. I don't know. But we're going to have to just watch and enjoy it. Uh, Final word from Quality here. Trying to spread the love through the motorsports that I know about. Hey, man, you uh, good questions. Good questions. Um, The question was proposed, is shifting gears a NASCAR show or not? It's an everything show. I have a feeling we're going to talk about NASCAR 90% of the time on this program, but I certainly hope not. I hope that we talk about other forms of motorsports and continue to spread the love, so to speak. Um, so hopefully we continue to do that. Again, at Hey Alan Bailey on uh, the social media channels. You can also use the hashtag ARN Race to submit your questions on Twitter or anywhere else. Twitter, I'm going to lean into a lot in 2022. Um, there's a lot of interesting information that comes off of Twitter, and I know NASCAR Twitter is uh, somewhat of a toxic environment sometimes, especially with former NASCAR iRacing stars who have a documented criminal history 
who also have a documented mental illness uh, that are... (laughs) let's just say, under attack on uh, certain social media platforms. But, you know, very quickly on that subject, um, recognize that that person, you know who I'm talking about, does have a mental illness that is documented via court documents, which are publicly available. Um, And part of his ailment is he does not discern facts uh, and reality from fiction. He creates his own fiction. And yes, he does say very hurtful racist sexist violent vulgar 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 things uh on his social media accounts and on his youtube account um his family is aware there are legal issues with him because of these and his family has uh seemingly given him free reign on social media again and there will be legal ramifications i'm sure um and my apologies and my sincere thoughts go out to anybody who's been affected negatively. There's been a few uh, by this person's actions. I'm not naming him by name because, frankly, I don't want him blowing up this channel's social media accounts just because I'm the latest person to state factual evidence on this person. So you know who I'm talking about. He's been causing issues. The former iRacer um, who delusionally believes that he is in NASCAR and spent many years in NASCAR. He is a fan of NASCAR. Um, Honestly, anybody who's had a Twitter account for more than a year has just as much stake to the claim that, oh, I've been in NASCAR longer than he has. That's your involvement with NASCAR. He's He's a fan who, frankly, has a lot of issues, a lot of mental health issues, and I hope he gets the help he desperately needs. I hope he gets back on his medication, and um, I hope that the people that he has threatened uh, by death, uh, are safe and that, uh, they can get some justice from his unfortunate actions. Now, moving on here, I want to talk about Brandon Brown. Yeah. Late last night on Twitter, um, Pacris, Bob Pacris of Fox Sports, uh, first reported that, um, NASCAR has officially, uh, I don't even want to say like change their mind, but that's what happen like nascar changed their mind let's go way back to the beginning um the term let's go brandon brown came out of talladega brandon won at talladega under caution um and uh a win's a win man he won that race the record book says that brandon brown in the number 68 won the nascar xfinity race at talladega period whether or not you're happy about it doesn't matter because the record book will show that brandon won that race when he got out of the car and was interviewed by NBC on the front stretch, fans were screaming something that was inappropriate, let's just say. The reporter, in the heat of the moment, said something to the effect of, they're screaming, let's go, Brandon. That misinformation, because the chanting was heard on live television, expletives and all, uh, evolved online to, let's go, Brandon. That was later picked up uh, by political uh, activists and used and warped in a way that had nothing to do with NASCAR, nothing to do with Brandon Brown, nothing to do with what little sponsors he had at the time. Um, Fast forward to late 2021 in the offseason, he puts out an article saying that it is harder for him to find sponsors, particularly a full-time sponsor, because of the phrase, let's go Brandon. So about a week after that, uh, actually, about 10 days after that, uh, LGBcoin.io signs on to be his sponsor. Now, when a team 
is approached by a sponsor, obviously they enter in negotiations. You want to be on the car for X amount of dates, for X amount of money. Uh, here's the things we can give you. There's a lot of legalese and a lot of contracts that need to be negotiated and signed in order to do this. Um, so something that happens, uh, Brandon Built Motorsports entered negotiations with the sponsor LGBcoin.io. They came to an agreement. The next step after an agreement is reached, Brandon Built Motorsports and LGB Coin has to submit in writing not only, hey, this is our new sponsor, is the sponsor approved, but they also have to submit designs for the race car. The paint scheme itself needs to be approved. Um, NASCAR does hold the right to say, no, we don't like that paint scheme, or yes, that paint scheme is fine, but make these adjustments. And that's more or less what happened. Uh, we know this because the sponsor um, actually tweeted this out. The tweets are up on AmericanRacingNetwork.com, um, but the initial email, which was posted, um, came from Dale Howell, who is the NASCAR Racing uh, Operations Director, I believe. Um, but that's how he is in his email. That's his signature in his email. The email reads, quote, Good morning, Mac. The sponsors are approved. However, please clean up the markings around the number, especially the white stars touching the white number. 2022, we are really going to hone in on keeping the numbers clean per the rule book. Nothing within two inches should be touching the numbers. We understand some steps and repeats. However, in this case, white and white makes makes it blob my rule of thumb is to step back from the computer screen and see how it looks in the shop or up close looks fine but think about the tower or safety vehicle seeing it go at 170 miles per hour dale howell nascar upper nascar racing operations and then a phone number which is blurred out that was the initial email that was sent on sunday december 26 2021 at 8 48 a.m so I will tell you immediately what happened, at least my theory, after all of this. That email from Dale from NASCAR was in response to the initial Brandon Built Motorsports paint scheme submission for Daytona 2022. Um, in that one, it actually laid out who the sponsor is, the sponsor, and that they're a cryptocurrency. It lists in the email uh, where the sponsors are. They're on the hood, the deck lid, the TV panel, the rear quarter panel, the lower rear quarter panel, the C post as well. Um, and it also shows uh, an attachment of the rendering of the number 68 car that clearly has the sponsor as well as an American flag motif with a primary white paint scheme as well. With nowhere on the car does it say, let's go, Brandon. It actually says LGB which obviously stands for Let's Go Brandon Coin. Um, it is a cryptocurrency, a legitimate business that already has been established as upcoming sponsors for the 2022 season in NASCAR. Um, now, what happened? Brandon Built Motorsports essentially made the announcement after they got written approval from NASCAR. That email is written approval. It is something that can go to court and it can actually be admissible in court because it's legal. It is in writing. Whether or not NASCAR wants to admit it or not, they actually did approve the paint scheme and the sponsor, period. But things started backtracking, let's just say. Uh, the announcement was initially made on the 30th. Um, the very next day, a number of media outlets started reporting that NASCAR had not approved the paint scheme 
or the sponsor. One day after Brandon Bill announced the car and the sponsor, um, a NASCAR spokesperson confirmed to Motorsports.com that the sponsorship had not been approved and that the team jumped the gun in publicizing the announcement. Interesting. Um, Brandon Bilt on the 2nd, a few days later, actually put out this statement. Quote, We are very aware and appreciate the process required to approve sponsors and paint schemes and would not attempt to circumvent that process. Brandon Bilt Motorsports submitted our most recent sponsor and paint schemes to NASCAR following the standard approval process that we have undertaken many times before without issue. We received written approval on the sponsors from a NASCAR racing operations official on December 26, 2021. The team sequentially moved forward with an announcement only after being provided with this approval. The sponsorship approval was unambiguously the first words of the email from NASCAR, stating, The sponsors are approved. The only feedback that was offered was related to a minor graphical design change to ensure legibility on track at 170 miles per hour. We will continue to work with NASCAR and move forward to resolve this matter, clearing the air as soon as possible. Unquote. And they're right. The sponsor representative himself on his personal Twitter account tweeted out a photo of this email. We can confirm that this is true, that Brandon Built Motorsports did receive approval. That is factual, my friends. NASCAR stepped back. They are pulling approval, essentially. And now, as of last night, things have gotten even murkier. Um, Bob Pachris from Fox Sports tweeted out that NASCAR has made the final decision that the sponsorship for Brandon Brown is not approved sponsors to be on the car. Now, that happened, and immediately, within an hour of Bob reporting that, every motorsports reporter was also reporting it. And soon after, the sponsor rep tweeted this out. The Brandon Brown went through proper NASCAR approval process and received formal written approval. If NASCAR revokes the approval, we will bring suit upon them on behalf of all LGB coin who were damaged by their relics on NASCAR's written approval and cancel NASCAR. Unquote. Now, I don't think you're going to cancel NASCAR, James. Sorry, not sorry. I just don't. <laughs> you're not going to get back at NASCAR. You're not going to cancel NASCAR over this. Um... NASCAR is a private business, and as a private business, they can refuse business with anyone they see fit. Like it or not, these teams are privately owned for the most part. Some are publicly traded, but Brandon Built Motorsports is privately owned. They enter negotiations with third-party companies to sponsor these cars, and NASCAR has final approval whether or not. There doesn't need to be an official reason. There doesn't. NASCAR can simply say no. And they don't need to provide a reason. Obviously, there's a few different theories here. One theory is that um, NASCAR actually didn't technically approve it. There's another theory that they approved it. Someone within NASCAR didn't like it, and they later withdrew it. And NASCAR has a right to do that. The season hasn't begun yet. It's still early January, for crying out loud. We have almost uh, a month and a half before the season starts for NASCAR. So it is possible that NASCAR changed their mind. Um, I'll tell you what I think is more likely. I think it's more likely that literally uh, Daryl, that literally Dale Howell at NASCAR Racing Operations never had the power to approve or deny this paint scheme and himself 
jumped the gun, didn't get proper approval with his supervisors. Remember, he emailed the approval Sunday afternoon, the day after Christmas. He emailed this, presumably what looks like from his cell phone. I cannot imagine the day after Christmas that a NASCAR official with any power is back in the office the day after Christmas. I can guarantee you everybody who has director or any kind of power within NASCAR takes the week off between Christmas and New Year's. And that's probably what happened. Probably as soon as NASCAR actually saw this announcement go public, somebody with director in their title probably screamed at Dale and said, you idiot, why did you do this? You didn't have the right to approve this. How dare you? Blah, 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 blah. Because what normally happens is NASCAR teams actually have to submit this via an online portal that only teams have access to. That way, through this portal, multiple people within NASCAR can take a look at the paint scheme, can take a look at the sponsor, and whether and decide whether or not they want to approve or deny it. For whatever reason, that system was down over the holidays. So it was simply emailed to Dale, of all people, for some reason. And I think that this person obviously made a mistake, jumped the gun himself, or didn't think that other sponsors and other people within NASCAR would have an issue with it. A lot of people are speculating that Xfinity, the company themselves, the sponsor themselves, have a huge problem with this and want to step away from the Let's Go Brandon slogan, um, which is fine. NASCAR has a very meaty deal with Xfinity, and frankly, they need to keep their sponsors happy. That's how you continue to see NASCAR races on TV and at the racetrack every weekend. So I think NASCAR is both keeping their current sponsors happy, they're distancing themselves from something that is problematic, to say the very least. Um, I think that there have been instances where NASCAR has asked the teams to change logos. That's something that could definitely happen here. Um, if the company simply wanted to come up with a new name besides LGB coin, they definitely could. Um, why not call it Brandon Brown coin? I, just to step away from the Let's Go Brandon slogan, that's something that can definitely happen. Um, that is something that actually happened with Verizon, of all things. Penske actually had a very lucrative deal in the early 2010s with Verizon. However, when Nextel signed up to be NASCAR's premier sponsor in what was then the NASCAR Nextel Cup, and then later changed to the NASCAR Sprint Cup when they merged, there was a clause in the contract that said that Verizon and no other cell prone and no other cell phone provider could actually be on any car in that series. That's why we saw um, the Verizon cars in what is now the Xfinity series and not in the Cup series. So Team Penske had a very clever solution. They were continuing to accept checks from Verizon Wireless to sponsor the number 12 car at the time driven by Brad Keselowski. But instead of putting Verizon on the car, they simply kept the black and red paint scheme that is indicative of Verizon and then change the logo instead of Verizon it was simply a Team Penske logo that was colored to look like a Verizon logo to the naked eye casually viewing it it honestly felt like a NASCAR Thunder 2004 uh, logo switch it just it your brain saw that and thought Verizon but in reality it was Team Penske that's something that NASCAR approved over 10 years ago 
they could simply do something like that here. It doesn't mean that Brandon Brown doesn't have a sponsor full-time in 2022. It just means that NASCAR and, unfortunately, the team need to find a middle ground to make this sponsor work without ruffling feathers. I think that there's nobody in the garage area that doesn't want to see Brandon Brown be successful. He's a very talented driver who frankly has never had a full-time sponsor and never really had the funding. He's a very small racing organization. He owns his own team. And I think that honestly, if he gets a full-time sponsor, he could honestly not only compete for the playoffs, but legitimately be a contender for the final four if he puts together some good runs because he'll have good equipment. That's something that I hope to see happen. I hope that they can simply change the name of this sponsor and we can continue to see him with a full-time sponsor in 22. But I have a feeling that um, given last night's tweets, NASCAR is probably not happy about the situation. And Brandon Brown, unfortunately, is probably looking for a new sponsor in 2022. I hope they find it. But for the latest on this story, make sure that you log on to AmericanRacingNetwork.com. Now, before we get out of here, we got to check the racing calendar. The 2022 Monster Energy Supercross season kicks off in Anaheim this Saturday night. Coverage begins at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on CNBC and streaming online at Peacock and streaming online on Peacock Premium. The 32nd annual Chili Bowl Nationals kick off Monday with coverage on flowracing.com. We'll have a full breakdown of everything that's happening next week as well. NASCAR's off for a few more weeks until their season kicks off. Not in Los Angeles. we got the Bush Clash coming up in February, followed by the Daytona 500. We'll keep you posted on that. Everyone else is more or less off until March. So for now, we're going to enjoy some Supercross and the Chili Bowl Nationals this next week. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Also, give us a follow over on all of the social media accounts at Hey Alan Bailey. You can also subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcasting app, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the iHeartRadio app, as well as wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure you also check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Hey Alan Bailey. Thank you so much for listening to the 2022 season kickoff of Shifting Gears right here on ARN. For everybody here at the American Racing Network and Shifting Gears, I'm Alan Bailey. We will see you at the track. Listening to the American Racing Network, a turn for media company. This is ARN, the Motorsports Authority.